Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Sky Fostering Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sarah. Um, you can't see her. You can hear her in a minute anyway. Hi. hi. Um, and um, Sarah is the founder of Fostering Wiki, which we're going to talk about today. Um, she's also a fostering consultant, a foster carer, and a psychotherapist as well, if I've read your LinkedIn properly, Sarah. Is that yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, LinkedIn's become the, the way of uh, like a uh, yeah. <laughs> people and having it open at the same time. So, hi, Sarah. Um, all right. Yeah, 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 I'm good. I, I thank, well, first of all, thanks so much for inviting me on. I'm really delighted to be here, but uh, I have listened to a couple of the others and uh, I've got big shoes to fill. I listened to Ian, Ian Thomas. Actually, I'll be honest, I've listened to it twice. So real inspiration that was. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a little ego boost as well, because I'm sure he needs it. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. thanks, mate. Um, so, um, yeah, really, um, we have spoken a little bit before this. Um, we've had a few little conversations and stuff, but we've never met each other before. So we'll be finding a little bit more out about, um, about Sarah, uh, where, where Sarah's come from and what's led her now to creating starting to create and getting the wheels in motion of the Fostering Wiki, which has had 200,000 views in the first 24 days. Is that right, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think we're going to hit a quarter of a million for the first month, um, which is staggering. And if anyone I know, you know, people are prone to exaggeration, but if anyone in the industry actually wants to see the stats, they are available. (laughs) (laughs) They can be cited and referenced. (laughs) Um, So, Sarah, if we just start the conversation really today about, um, well, you really, and then we'll get to Mm. the wiki part. So um, obviously you're a foster carer. But who was Sarah before she was a foster carer? Well, um, a big, that's a big question. <laughs> lots and lots of things. I actually, um, I started, I started in the art world in London and uh, my parents are entrepreneurs and business owners and we had a very exciting time in, in, the, in the mad 80s <laughs> um, in the London. Yeah, in the, we had a big old wharf opposite the Tate Gallery in the days when they weren't all changed into uh, constant posh flats you know um and uh we mixed with all the big artists the warhols and the hockneys and we did work for bucking palace we did the tate the tate modern when it started so we had a really um it was a real hedonistic kind of bohemian existence at that point and we had an awful lot of fun i have to say uh, i got to about um got about sort of you know i started to just think about different things always interested in the mind and um you know psychotherapy and stuff like that so I took a, a, a detour I was about 40 went off to university and did a second degree in um counseling psychotherapy that led me to um then work for the NHS and adolescent mental health that actually then of course I was seeing I did about 8,000 hours by the time I left I was seeing a lot of looked after children so one day I sort of took, go home to hubby and say it's no good 50 minutes a week doesn't cut it I want to do this at home can we be foster carers and I had that you know I was like that anyway it didn't matter what he said like, <laughs> fingers in my ears hey. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing next yeah. <laughs> anyway my husband is eyes oh, of rock absolute beautiful man kind as they come and he'd had a pretty rough teenage years himself he often says I wish I'd gone into foster care you know he had a really tough awful time and was pretty abused you know so and a lot of actually a lot of carers come from the backgrounds where they've had challenges and difficulties and don't you know our, our mind was his mind was 
I don't want to see anybody go through what I did. Let's do this. So I so and of course, so you hit Google, don't you? As it was a bit clunky back in the day, but I just wouldn't be a foster carer. Um, and because I had these sort of, you know, la la ears and I didn't want to listen to anything, I didn't really do my research properly. I had no idea how any of it worked. And there wasn't and still isn't that so much information out there to inform you of how it works, what your role will be, you know, what's the money, what, what sort of children do you look after? So I found a couple of that came up first. And of course, the agencies are very good at PR, which is great, but the local authorities not so much, especially in those days. I think I phoned my local authority who said, why do you want to be a carer? You know, and I got a really bad reception from them. I didn't feel terribly good about it after I'd spoken to them. And the other was an independent, um, an IFA. Spoke to them, they were out nine o'clock the next morning and my journey began. And we went through the approval process, which actually I have to say shocked me a little, being a psychotherapist, the depth of, mm. you know, that's a conversation for another day, but the things that were gone into, um, the people they wanted to speak to from years ago and stuff. I did have some questions around that, but we went through the format and uh, <clears throat> so off we go to panel. And uh, I can remember sitting there nervously, you know, I just, I had this overwhelming desire that I needed to do this and wanted to do this. And my husband and I sat there and went in with sweaty palms, you know, <laughs> to panel, like you do as a carer. You're suddenly reduced to this like little person going, oh, please have me. And um, anyway, passed through panel, driving home. And they say, oh, hi, Sarah, your first placement's about to arrive. <laughs> I mean, there is at least a bit more discussion about it these yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> so we get home, the poor girl's on the doorstep. Wow. With a social worker. And um, we, we, uh, we, and of course, we're, we've got our rose-tinted glasses on with it. I said, this, this person could be so grateful to be in our house and we're going to love them. And, you know, and of course, it, it was a baptism of fire. The reality of it was so different from the, the thought, you know, what we thought it would be. And, this, you know, this young lady's 14, so world weary. It was heartbreaking being through about 10 placements. And um, um, I was telling you just a little bit before, you know, the second day we had, uh, we, we, <laughs> we thought uh, we'll have a Saturday, we'll have a lovely breakfast together, you know, and she'd been charming and lovely to us, but mostly locked away in her room. So I'm knocking on the door saying, hi, do you know, we're going to have breakfast this morning and Tim's getting all the sausages ready and the food and we're playing the table and I'm knock, 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 hi, you know. So anyway, eventually I say to my husband, I really think we should have a look in there because I don't want to disturb her, but I'm sure she doesn't sound like she's responding. Anyway, um, we, we open the door and she's gone. <laughs> just gone. We just stood there, just couldn't so talk about fail <laughs> day two we lost the child <laughs> we're like oh my god what have we done you know we had no idea about children absconding or anything like that anyway of course she'd absconded she found the nearest town she hooked up with some new friends and um you know it was uh, uh, we hadn't been told that that she was a regular absconder and would be gone Four nights a week. You know, what but, sort of year was this, Sarah? When, what, what, what year? Are we um, it was about, I said, fifteen years ago. Okay. 
So I, I can't do my maths, but that was about 15 years ago. And I know things have improved a lot. And we've been campaigning for those things to improve, especially around information about mm. the child and stuff. So it doesn't happen like that, quite like that these days. Obviously. But, still, that, but still, like you say, that that, that anybody that, because this, this podcast is by such a range of people, whether it's yeah. for years or people that are just sort of having an interest in it. And actually those rose tinted glasses, where I was talking about when I came into fostering and my experience and, and really, we were saying like, when really, really understand it until you're kind of in it yeah absolutely and i think that's why the fostering wiki is such a needed open source resource for people yeah and i think that like you say like that you've got anyone that i talk to that's pre-panel the eagerness i cannot wait to change a child's life i want to do this and yeah but it's also um moderating people's expectations that you absolutely but that young person that's about to walk through your door is not in the same place that you are they have no. just left their family or yeah. left another 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 person's house or whatever to come to it. The reality is, is probably well, don't want to be there. They like, do not want to be there. You're like, oh my God, we're going to change. I know, we yeah. can help, we, we can save you, we can fix you. Yeah. We can, you know, that's the initial, so it's a lot you of don't say it out loud, but the yeah. initial thought in your mind as yeah. a new carer is, and it's really genuine and it's born yeah. out of love, but yeah. it's so unhelpful to the carer. And the child, I mean, let's face it, you still come into fostering with pretty much with three day skills to foster. Mm. And, you know, I don't personally think that's anywhere near enough because the level of trauma, you, you need to be trauma informed, you need to know about attachment, therapeutic care, the amount of stuff that you really should know. But because these first children you get do not get the benefit of, of that kind of education. And I don't think that's helpful, but you know i think that's really important you know. actually because i think look when you're looking at what you're going to do and where you're going to go to to do this potentially lifelong dream that you've had of fostering actually knowing those things is what prep are you going to have before yeah. you before you open your door to caring for somebody else's traumatized child and so yeah 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 by using the stuff that because I, I i i have i know i've been looking at the fostering wiki and, and i know we'll come to it in a bit more detail in a minute but yeah actually like understand you've got something about the role your role as professional so actually yeah. knowing those things because sometimes it's not always out there like you know when you're yeah. looking for stuff straight away and and so anybody listening to this i would 100 percent say register sign up um yeah. and use it obviously as the site's growing and stuff as well yeah more things will be like added on to it, when it oh, every day we're adding to it yeah i think it allows you to make a more informed decision about what it is you're going to do because while yeah. going into it although you might have rose tinted glasses on but actually, roasted glasses with maybe a slightly wider lens <laughs> that allows. It, it, this is exactly, exactly the point, and exactly this is my passion. That this isn't about putting people off. Mm. This is about um, empowering them to do the role better, and also to feel more secure and protected in their own role. If yeah. you've got an insecure, unprotected, and scared carer, how's that going to impact on children? Yeah, and, and it's again, about that knowledge and security. Yeah. And a lot of it is you can only ever control your response to things and what you do. Yeah. yeah. So much training, particularly any, any training that I do or we do or anything, any, any good training is about, it's always dealing with yourself. So like, I've, just, I've just been running um, uh, problematic eating training. So actually it's like, let's rewind and think about your relationship with food and what yeah. are you putting onto the young person? What's their issue yeah. and what's yours? And actually yeah. you've got to check yourself. And actually the whole point, I guess, of 4 methane, which is probably got better at doing that now is getting your house in order 
so yes. this can be yeah, yeah. as 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 a, as a, as, a, as a much of a solid rock as possible, isn't yeah. it? I think a lot of it is so much about yourself and any care it, of that four it letters. Is so much. <laughs> and I've actually just writing up. I've got about twenty pages open at the moment with everything. I, my brain's going crazy with everything I'm writing up. I've got some great people that help me too. Some fostering colleagues that are doing stuff as well. But one of the trainings or the little short courses introductions I'm doing is um being a foster carer it all begins with you yeah and it all begins with you it does because you understanding your own triggers and your own um concept and you have to blow that all out of the water but trust me you learn every single day on this job I know that's a cliche but it's so true every single day something will test you you know you have to throw your own ideas I remember work we do a pre-approval training in Hampshire which I helped write up and um one there was a very jolly chap on one of them and he said um I can't wait to get some young people in to um uh, because since my teenagers left there's a um you know there's a, a guitar lying unused and a cricket bat on the floor and you know also I can't wait to introduce these young people to a lovely you know understanding what a lovely glass of wine tastes like <laughs> like I saw head in my hands. I was like, oh. And I said, um, you know, but, but yeah, supposing they're not interested in any of that. Oh, but, and he was genuinely, and I did obviously, we did all talk about the wine, obviously, but <laughs> we're obviously, you know, it, that young child is far more likely to come in, be on their, in their room, talking to the people that matter to them on the phone. They don't want to reach out yet. Thank you very much. They're not interested in cricket, guitars, or a oh, nice, uh, nice burgundy, you know? Um, they're literally not that they should ever be given a nice glass of burgundy. I enjoy that. <laughs> we know you. <laughs> they're, they're in their rooms. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're sad. They're depressed. They're fed up. They're, they feel lost. You know, these are the words around those children arriving. Not joy at walking into a beautiful home and having lovely smiling faces. That they don't want to know at that point. They're not. You know, that connection and trust takes a long time to build up. Yeah. You know, it's not instantaneous um, and it's really important. And I think with Foster Wiki as well, it, it was about we've got one on. So you want to be a foster carer. Then we've got top tips for new carers. And then we encourage everyone to go to the, um, the, the membership area and join. This is all Foster Wiki is totally free, completely free to, to the carers, the wider industry in the third sector. I've got MPs offices now wanting to use it in their sort of um offices when people ring and ask about they haven't got a clue about fostering yes. but they're now finding it fantastically useful to go well, what's staying put well there it is and send them the link and say go on here allegations huge so carers live in fear of allegations even if they haven't had one they live in fear of them trust me so being informed about an allegation and understanding how it works knowing i won't say the pitfalls we, we're really child protection focused but some carers do silly things to either upset people or they the other thing is massive one the limitations of your role yeah that's a big one you know a lot of carers are they very emotional adore the children these are my children no they're not no and you need to understand you never have pr you need to understand the limitations of your role as much as the expectations and the good parts you know but yeah with foster wiki i was um I've had a tough, tough journey. So anyway, the, back to um, the young person. 
So I go into the first meeting with this young person. It didn't, didn't take place for about three months. I think they were amazed that she was still with us. They hadn't even put, they hadn't even put a meeting in place. Yeah. You know. So we went to this meeting and I remember sitting there, both the boots up on the table, rolling a bag. I hope it was a fag anyway. Um, and she's sort of like looking just, you know, and, and I remember they went round the room and introduced everybody, a very old fashioned chair at the time, you know, ancient and old school, missed me out. Then they went round again, asking everybody to contribute to talking about the young person and missed me out again. And my young person said, um, oi, you know, you've missed out me foster carer. And this is an interesting bit, actually. She said, this is the only person I know in this room. She's been here for me 24 seven. Her and her family have taken me in like I'm one of their own, even though I've been an absolute cow. Yeah. She said, I can't tell you how lovely these people are. She knows me better than any of you and you need to listen to her. And, um, oh, it still chokes me up now, you know, but at that point, at that point, that I knew that was my why. Yeah. And when times get so tough and they do, you know your why. Yeah. And it's really, really important. And but what she so she asked the chair that I should be able to speak about her. I was sitting next to the chair, probably said two sentences, and then I got a hand in my face like this saying, Thank you, dear. I think we'll leave that to the professionals. She had no clue that I'd come from, and I'm not saying it's all like that now, but this still goes on. I come opinion, from, you know, it, you know, it's still it, formed part of your it, journey. So it's really yeah, important. Yeah, it is important. It did form part of my journey. And um, she had no idea of my background. You know, I was a trained psychotherapist, extremely experienced in adolescent mental health. You know, I did know me onions, yeah. but her was just a foster carer. So anyway, I came out of that meeting. I think it took her five minutes to complain about me as well. <laughs> No. So I didn't complain against me for, I don't know, speaking for three lines or something. So anyway, and again, don't want to put people off. It's it's so improved, has so improved since then. But it is part of my journey. It's important because yeah. what it turned me into is this kind of accidental activist. I do you know what I mean? I'd been in I'd been at college of the height of punk rock, and I think I just about managed to henna my hair. You know, I was not a rebel, really. I mean, we had a crazy time, but but I came and I thought, oh, that's not fair. You know, these people, these carers, everyone I meet, they've got so much knowledge and they've got so much experience and they're the ones on the front line looking after these children. We need to hear them more. Yeah. Um, and it, as I also, I you know, was complained about and realised and then I got an unannounced visit telling me to tone it down. And I, I suddenly realised how vulnerable I was as a, position I'd given up this full-time very good job at the NHS with a wonderful team with these rosy tinted glasses coming in and I suddenly go oh my goodness they can get rid of me anytime they like and what's more I might not be able to foster anywhere else so that was a big thing so anyway cut a long story short I had a very very interesting and challenging journey I've always maintained a very professional and dignified silence about what goes on elsewhere and what has gone on and I'll continue to do that because I don't think it's helpful and other people are on the journey too and doing great stuff elsewhere so uh, I salute anybody who's working for foster carers um, and children and you know trying to improve things um, but this year so fast forward to this year in foster wiki um, I, I had developed a new company 
working on placement stability and relationships between carers and wanted to bring that them and us much closer together work with agencies and local authorities to facilitate that placement stability it's the holy grail holy grail of fostering placement stability so but i developed this company and i had backers and for one reason or another the backing started to wane um and it was really i was really anxious about it all um and then in March, um, on Mother's Day, ironically, I was diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, you know, it's a terrible, terrible shock yeah. um, to myself and my family and very, very scary. And, and I, at that point, phoned the backer to say that was the case. And for whatever reason they decided um, the money was, the plug was pulled, um, whether he felt that I couldn't still continue the company while I had cancer anyway I won't go into it because again it's one of those things you can't I can't know that anyway so there I was a diagnosed with cancer they did all the tests got the treatment postcard and it's quite it is scary I mean we did tell our young person but not until I knew what the prognosis was we were so we were frightened too if I'm honest and they have enough trauma in their lives these children but you can't help that happening to you. And it happens to a lot of carers. Yeah. Uh, so it was a difficult thing. We wanted to manage it as best we could for the young person. Um, and there was lots of walking about high streets and putting accounts into the right names. <laughs> and it's really quite, you know, it's, it doesn't, it really does bring you up short as far as what's important in life. So anyway, the treatment started. It was like two months, pretty grueling chemotherapy and uh, radiotherapy, mostly radiotherapy. And I can remember lying on the radiotherapy table and coming home. I'd just go from home in the car to hospital and back for two months. But I remember in the early days lying there thinking, I just can't lie here and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> My family was saying, rest, rest. I don't know what that means, really, because I yeah. get, I felt, I felt really disempowered. I felt that I'd lost everything. I felt really upset. And then I thought, what can I do? So I thought, right. I, can, I love writing, I can write. Okay, I could do that on my iPad from the sofa, I can write. What else can I do? Well, I've got this sort of, I've got unique knowledge and experience, which is kind of grounded in, it's really unique what I've got. It's grounded in years of professional training and decades of working directly with young children. But it's also hours and hours of listening to the experience of foster care as the length and breadth of the UK, because I've been in unions and other organizations that have toured the country. Uh, I've also, you know, been on, I also formed an all-party parliamentary group, an APPG. I led that in Parliament um, uh, back in 2018. I've worked with the Children's Minister. I've appeared on a lot of national media. Um, I'm published in The Guardian, Community Care, collaborated with the, I knew, collaborate with the new Foster Carers Union. I've been a witness and intervener in various cases, you know, I've, and this kind of powerful and I, I have worked so many allegations with carers always with the premise to keep the relationships going well the relationships going well after but to protect carers in what are very very often unfounded allegations so I had this I thought right okay what what do and all I've ever really cared about is the for carers and the children it's not the money it's not the organizations it's not building other things it's it's what can what what can I do and I suddenly thought you know we can share all this knowledge 
because foster carers, the knowledge bank of foster carers, if you think about it, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And it's not shared widely enough. So I thought we can share this knowledge. I can share the knowledge I've accumulated. We can do something really different. Plus, when you go and try and find out something as a foster carer, it's complicated. Mm. You usually have to sign on to your local authority or agency's website. You then have to put in a password. You know, everyone knows you've been there. So as a carer, if you're a bit nervous about asking for information because it will raise questions. Mm. Um, don't forget, there are some fantastic agencies out there work with incredibly incredible integrity and you know have amazing relationships with the carers the elephant in the room we can't ignore there are equally ones that are terrible so um and and often carers don't want to leave a footprint everywhere they go also you might be sort of walking the dog or out with the kids in the play park and you think oh, i wonder how that works or i want to do this i wonder how we do that and you just press on foster wiki and away you go that's no what i noticed it says it on the at the top of it. The, there's no footprint, so no. it is literally just there. And that that was one of the questions that I was going to ask. And and actually, um, yeah, it's it's the fact that it's there when you need it, and it's that information gathering, mm. isn't it? Uh, uh, you know, so you can run it through your own moral filters or your own filters and yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, um, getting to that point where you've where you've made it and you've now got it, and it's there. And obviously, there's. You know, you don't get to 200,000 hits in 24 days if people aren't interested in something. Absolutely. There was a need. Yeah, there was a need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've you've so you've um, you've got fosterwiki.com. What a great domain name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you bought your domain name. Um, you have uh, set up fosterwiki. So you need to you create an account to sign into it. Um, and, then, and then once you're in, like you say, completely free account. Once you're in, yeah. you're in. And actually, Ed, you don't have to be. I mean, we like people to be members because it's great because we're going to start sending the. I will actually just also mention that I had to have a website for this, and I don't. I'm yeah. not a web. I can just about work my iPhone, and <laughs> I I was lying on the sofa thinking, you know, and I phoned my fantastic friend who's also a brilliant foster carer. He's um, a, a, apart from a top bloke. <laughs> He's also a web developer. Yeah. And I said to him, God, you know, this would be wonderful if we could do this. Can you imagine people who just press on it and get any information they want? It's also the regulations and policies. And he went, yeah, that would be brilliant. He said, what, you need someone to develop this website? And I was like, I do, but I haven't got any money. <laughs> and he said, he said, never mind, Sarah, we won't build it with money. We'll build it with love. And if you scroll down to the bottom of Foster Wiki, it says built by pixel perfections with love, with a heart. And that to me is so the essence of what we are, who we are and what we do. Um, and they've developed this fantastic website that works so well, but you can just go and search anything you want. The members area, we thought we'd just do a little slightly more sort of, you know, access to help on allegations, top tips, and just a little bit more, you get a membership, um, in newsletter and stuff like that we're just setting up the newsletter now um because i have to keep beg stealing and borrowing their time to set this stuff up for me it's military grade they're ex-military so they're military grade uh, military grade encryption a lot of ex-military in fostering yeah yeah um yeah. anyway so the, the the gdpr and data protection second to none but that footprint free is really important yeah 
no and I think that that yeah. fits with the um the ethos behind it everyone mm. saying doesn't it so yeah so um I'm, I'm just flicking through it now so I'm just kind of looking at the different bits and pieces mm. to ask you about some of the things so um when you first go on it you go on to um yeah you can go to the search wiki and it, and it brings up a whole range of, of articles I mean you've got six pages on there you've got six pages full of articles mm. at that moment and what um what was your first article that you put on there do you remember what did you go oh, first if you have to go to page six and write to the <laughs> oh gosh I can't even remember I was writing so many at once and also there are there are submissions from other people and yeah, um, yeah. got a great colleague friend Dominique she's mad about safeguarding county lines all that kind of stuff she's done quite a few bits I think what were my first ones they were probably the very big I think one of a couple of the so you want to I yeah. probably wrote yeah, so yeah. you want to stay put first as well because that's my speciality adolescence yeah. um I would I want really want I would encourage anyone listening to um su submit pages because I would love some I haven't done it unaccompanied asylum seekers I don't do babies or toddlers so I don't know about those early years education and stuff I'd really love some pages on those things and um you know the the, the things I'm not an, uh, um, an expert on um so the, it is just a tiny start if you think about it yeah it's in it's the it's the it's the roots growing at the moment isn't it it's in it's mm. in, that can only grow um with the the nourishment and light of other people i guess really, yeah. and that's kind of one of the things the reasons that i wanted to well basically long and short of it as like just how we connected is i um it was national podcast day um, something was shared on uh, LinkedIn and I said oh does anybody know anybody that might have something and I'd actually seen the Foster and Wiki thing and, I, and I'd actually mm. already looked at the website so I think one of our mutual connections said tagged you and it said oh what about Sarah mm. it's like yeah cool actually if we can share because I think you know if any of our carers listen to or anybody listening to it think actually I want to contribute something mm. that I know about you know you know caring for an unaccompanied young person from Albania. Yeah. It's a niche specific thing, isn't it? Absolutely. You can add something to say, do you know what, my experience of caring for a young person from Albania is this, and this is where I found something. Actually, if that's open to anybody, um, you should, you know, you can pull on it. Or actually, what do you need to know before you, you know, your house insurance or whatever? Yeah, well, just those three I'm doing at the moment. And of course, my goodness, an education for me, because also it's like a compare the market and doing um, home insurance, car insurance and mortgages. Yeah. So and I've got a bank of hundreds of carers that I draw on for comments and um, things like hundreds. So I'm not sure of how it really works. Yeah. Um, but the insurance, terribly insurance, what I'm doing is I'm not this isn't a brokerage site where you take kickbacks. No. This is literally just what's out there and what yeah. people are saying and what's useful and what's not. I mean. To be fair, what we are doing is um, we want to encourage charities, small charities, non-profits and things to get in touch with us. And we're asking, you know, to give pages of their own. I've just um, spoken to a fantastic uh, charitable education, a bunch of colleges up north, and they've got the most amazing training, including um, level one, two and three of um it for mental aid, mental health first aid, yeah. which in this day and age, I think a fantastic cause for people. So we're working with them as moment to put like some advertisement banner, nothing intrusive. I didn't want anything awful. Face. No, can't stand any of that. Yeah. So it's just just some some useful it's relevant, stuff. Isn't it? 
then take it to their page then. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then they've got a page, but the page will be about not a whole bunch of text. I'm talking to people about why is it useful to carers? How can you engage with it? How do you do it? You know, this is the whole premise of FosterWiki. It's not policy and procedure. It's all real, authentic, totally access this now. So any charities out there or, or nonprofits who um, would like to take advantage of this vast audience, um, we really want to start um, helping them out as well. And what all we've asked for is what can you contribute yeah. from your marketing departments? What what feels okay for you so that we can then invest a bit straight back into the business. <laughs> goodwill only goes a certain <laughs> way <laughs> yeah it's what we were talking about at the beginning isn't it? and anything that like this is it's always coming back to ultimately what is the best outcome for that kid that walks through your door Absolutely. or actually in this aspect the kid that hasn't walked through your door yet yeah, yeah. they're not even yeah. in there yet yeah. actually, yeah. those people that are thinking about it now yeah. by the time you've gone through your process you've been approved that might that kid might be getting taken into care in two weeks time and they've got no idea what's about to happen to their life mm. You decide that you're going to foster. You do your research, found out about it, and those things and skills and tips that you've picked up along the way, because of using something like fostering, yeah. then means that you can actually provide the best, give that kid Absolutely. the best for their future, which it all comes down to. And obviously, you doing stay and put no more, no probably more than anybody how important that is because at 18, when the rug starts to get pulled, oh. um, how if you haven't had those skills and interventions on the little things throughout those early years of your life what impact that has going into the adult world and absolutely services and all that kind of yeah. stuff and how actually it's so important that even if you've got a young person living with you for a day or yeah. 10 years the impact you have on them in that time even if it's totally. the night um yeah what impact that's gonna have on them in the future and you were talking about kids that you've cared for that you now you, you say something about like the amount of them that still come back and talk to you yeah yeah <laughs> family it's so important massive massive extended family and grand foster children as we call them um you know we had um uh we had a young lady it was about last year she invited us to a wedding in bali of all places we couldn't go because of our other commitments with other children but she then um live streamed it to us on facebook Oh. oh my god we're in floods can you imagine yeah, yeah. literally she's got two wonderful children and, and you know that child came to us unable to look past the next hour let alone the next day yeah um and god you know that's as i say you know the why is massive and this is about as well recruitment because the other thing is that not everybody wants to come into a job they think you know what the narrative still public narrative around fostering and we need to change that not it won't make people come in it just doing it for the money that's nonsense and you 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 get those you can filter out those people through the assessment yeah. process anyway but what people you know people in today's landscape want to do something i mean think of all the people have changed their way of thinking over covid over the pandemic those life balances life work balances everybody's really looking at that and examining it and seeing what's more me what's meaningful in life what could be more meaningful than this and because it's this people don't turn to it as a profession they think that you only do it once you're retired or it's glorified babysitting or you know they don't understand and i think foster wiki will help people understand that actually there's a professional side a professional role to it and there's so much training and stuff to get you really get your teeth into it like 
you know, let's, God forbid, let's call it a career. You know, it, it doesn't mean we don't love and nurture, love the children and nurture them and provide a wonderful family, the family setting that's so important for them. But it, it gives, you know, people do want to do something that has training in it and it has, you know, it's, I think that we can be fantastically useful for recruitment. How many people inquire about fostering but, but don't have this body of knowledge of recruitment. I truly feel that we can, um, I truly feel that we can. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things that you, you, you wouldn't say to a doctor that you are, um, a doctor loves, cares for their patients, you get into it because that being you're, you're professional. So you balance those two things into caring. You are, you are, you're trained, you've got, a, uh, you know, it's a, a, like you said, everybody call it a career. You've got these expectations of you and actually you are a professional foster carer and mm. actually but coming into it with those rose tinted glasses so you don't want to kill everybody's mojo and say well it's going to be horrendous but you also <laughs> as well don't you to know know what you're getting yourself into mm. um, and to know that there are things expected and the way that it all works and fits together but I think what was really nice about everything that you just said is when we you know we've talked about um uh, uh, uh we've talked about part and, and and policies and all this stuff but your face lighting up and then your voice mm. like the wedding of the young girl do you know what yeah. I mean? it's all those things and and you sitting at that table and that person putting their hand in your face and saying no let's let the other people talk from that has all played a part in that yeah. young lady getting married and every Absolutely. Your, journey, your journey has played such a massive role mm. in, in her life and and, and and her kids life and her kids mm. life and you've played that you know you've, you've, you've come in at that point and that's you know for every carer that manages to have a that manages to touch a child's life in some way um it 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 you 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 don't often get to see the fruits of your labor do you in no and it's just those little moments that when you do see the fruit flourish just mm, a bit. yeah yeah you, yeah you eat and you go yes Christ okay <laughs> yeah. doing something yeah um, yeah I mean the the, the the good thing about the why is it's so huge mm. um that you know you you are resilient in the rest of it um but do you know what i don't know what it is with foster carers as well the resilience you talk about that some of them are just bloody minded you know they will never they i mean people have been through goodness knows what and they never give up no. i cannot begin to tell you the respect i have for my fostering colleagues like wow and the problem is we can't talk about it in public yeah so, yeah. you know, people, own, they're people's only narrative, and this isn't the industry's fault particularly. They're, the industry, I do think one thing that they are, one thing they don't understand is they are don't trust people enough to know that they can know the other side of it and still come in and be a foster carer. Had I been told the other side of it before I recruit, was recruited by the agency, I still would have done it. Mm. I think it's underestimating people to think that they just need the spare room and the big heart and the rosy narrative. And I think that's a real mistake because there's so many people out there who'd love to think that it's not just that. <laughs> mm. You know, a lot of people don't come into fostering because they think it's just that. Yeah. The spare room and a big heart. And they feel they're more than that. Yeah. You know, especially today, women don't want to be seen just as housewives, do they? Not everybody hats off to those who do because it's very important i think being a housewife and a mother is the most important role in the world but and i don't think we call it housewife anymore do we no i'm probably not <laughs> but um 
goodness me, you know, people want, and they, you look everywhere you look, people are are inspired to do more with their lives. Yeah. And I think that's the big mistake in recruitment is, is it's, you're doing the spare room and the big heart thing, and it's not enough for a lot of people. Yeah. And hopefully Fostering Wiki will help people understand. Yeah. And I think play a really important role in, in filling the mass shortage that there is of, of foster carers across, across the country. Um, so really, I guess really to kind of summarise everything is if anybody listening to this, I, I guess not like not like a dragon's den pitch, Sarah, but, <laughs> but I think it'd be a good point to finish on as well is what do you now need to continue fostering wiki growing? You know, what, what's your kind of, what do you want people listening to this? I mean, we'll, we'll put a link obviously in the description mm. to the website um, and also then you can contribute from there. But what is it? What, you, what, what do you need now from, from the, the fostering community across the country? I need their knowledge. I want their knowledge. I want their knowledge bank. I want the experience and the incredible skills they've built up over the years. I want it down on paper. Um, obviously, when people make submissions, um, it's not quite like Wikipedia. You know, we do we we work with them to moderate the pages and to make it in an accessible way and also to make sure it's it, it works with the code of ethics and all of those things so it's not quite as like for wikipedia where you just submit but really you know i need is that, I really really important for people yeah. to know that yeah so i want that i'd love the charities and non-profits and people to come forward and help us out by us helping them out mm -hmm. to you know this massive audience we're going to have but they can then say what they can contribute. We need a bit of finance, but I don't want to be going to anybody else outside. I've had to learn a few hard lessons there. So I want to us to, it's, it's not about being a control freak, but I want to stay in control of it because <laughs> at, at its heart are the children. Yeah. And I want it to stay like that. At its heart too are the foster carers, the wonderful, amazing people that do this every single day. And I know that unsung hero is a very cliched, overused expression, but I tell you, they are the unsung heroes of the UK. And they have to go through quite a lot to be foster carers. So I, you know, I that, want their knowledge. That was one of the key points, not bringing things back to COVID and stuff, but when um, the whole cat for carers thing happened um, during lockdown, I remember we had a couple of conversations and um, we got we got all our carers online on Zoom and we, um, we said, oh, I, I just remember saying like, it's not, you know, you are frontline care workers. You've got kids coming into your house. You don't know what the long term, you know, we're particularly, we're, we're yeah, yeah. said, so all of us, and I just remember, look, and, and it was, it popped into my head this morning for some reason. And I remember looking at, I had the, my laptop plugged into my TV so I had all the screens up and obviously we couldn't see each other. And I just remember looking around thinking, bloody hell, like you guys are all carers and we're all clapping. And that was, you know, I was clapping for them. Is it tokenistic? No, because I remember at that point now thinking, Jesus guys, you guys are like, you're on the front line. Yeah. As much as, much as the, you know, not saying you're, you're the, do the doctors and the nurses, obviously, but yeah, yeah. you've got kids coming into your home that are, you don't know what's going to come through your door in terms no. of what is, what is going at that time. Nobody mm. really knew. And actually, yeah. that, 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 the, the amazing carers, and that was for all carers across the country, no mm. matter what you're doing, you work for, whatever it's like, again, the unsung heroes, the yeah. people that, the, you guys are the people that can't stand at the school gate and go, well, 
you know, you have a parent saying, well, you know, Jack this morning, he's played up a little bit and, you know, he, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, well, this morning, he threw the sofa at me, he yeah. on the wall, and he absconded. And you can't yeah. say that. And, no, and you I've can't. got a smile. Like, <laughs> you can't talk about it. No, you can't That's talk about it. That's why I think those peer relationships. So people don't understand, don't no. understand what they do. And I think my, I think also the other thing is that my fellow fostering colleagues out there will appreciate me saying, I know what you do. I think there's a lot of, especially with the government and parliament, you know, a lot of lip service goes on about how valued we are. And then we don't feel terribly valued, you know, but I want to send that message out to all the people that foster, being a foster carer myself, I, and that I know what you do. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you for sticking it out. Thank you for being there. Thank you for being there for our children because they desperately need it. And if we can use Foster Wiki to improve outcomes, even a bit, you know, help carers, I'd just be the happiest person in the world because that's all I've ever wanted to do from day one. Well, um, what a beautiful note to finish on. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm trying to say that. Well, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, just so that the catch people up um two weeks ago i was given the all clear there you go so uh, so so i'm not going away anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to be continuing championing this cause as much as i can <laughs> thank you thank you so much Sarah. thank you for joining us um and again um, the links to foster wiki is will be in the i don't mind pointing because you can't see me um the link <laughs> will be in the description under this um, and again, there's and more information on fostering and stuff like that. So no matter where you are on your fostering journey. So thanks again, Sarah, and um, have a good day. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. Bye.